I'm Kate Daniels. We continue to live in a highly critical time in all areas of our life. We need to know that we have a voice and that it counts. And a major way it counts is by casting our vote. Richard Bell is a New York City civil rights attorney, deeply passionate about voting. He's the author of Voting, the Ultimate Act of Resistance. He helps citizens whose voting rights have been obstructed. And he's created a great tutorial, a series of 10 lessons about voting. It's voting for beginners, and it's a great tool to use with students. And really, for any of us voting adults, we can still learn something. Not the least of which is our right and responsibility to exercise this freedom. Richard Bell, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us once again. Oh, thank you, Kate. Uh, Good morning, and thank you so much for inviting me back. I always appreciate uh, this opportunity for myself, for one, but really for our listeners. And even more so, you know, in these days, we feel so challenged and maybe out of sorts thinking about all that we need to know about voting and what's going on. And it, um, dare I say, it feels like a crisis? Oh, I would say it's a five-alarm fire. Um, I, with no exaggeration, I think that we are living in a time when our very democracy is under attack and no better way to attack it than to attack voting. And that's why I feel so strongly about educating people about voting. And that brings us to today's conversation and the way to really get that message across and and get people fired up in a good way. Exactly. So I just very recently uh, have done a a web series. It's 10 episodes. It's uh, each or three to six minute bites. And it's uh, called Voting for Beginners on votingforbeginners.com. And the whole purpose is that I feel that at this moment, Congress has failed us, the courts have failed us in the issue of voting rights. And the, the only way to get it back and to expand it is for we the people to do something about it. And I believe that the cure is voter education. And that's exactly what this series does. It's, uh, it's basically a how-to on registration, on voting, um, on following your ballot, and encouraging you and explaining to you why it's so important. And I would say that my, my best audience for this would be anyone from 16 to 116 because you may be a new voter. You may be someone that's voted before, but you're in a state where the laws have uh, recently changed. And a lot of people just need a little refresher course because we don't do that. We talk about voting and how important it is, and that's great. But what does it really mean as a practical matter? And that's what I try to get to with this web series. Yes, indeed. And so I have voted for a number of years. I am... uh, an immigrant from Canada, so it took me some time, you know, to get to go through the process and uh, become a, an American citizen. And I did it. I really did it primarily to vote. I felt that that was the biggest impetus for becoming a citizen. So, so I did it. I've been voting, but you know, 
obviously any of us need refreshers, as you mentioned, and just learning small details we may not think about. So I have really appreciated this series. And from it, I took this mantra. Tell me if this is correct, Richard. Vote early. Early, 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 my first three rules of voting, and that is proof positive you've watched the series. <laughs> <laughs> but, and it, it makes so much sense, and and in it, you know what it also did for me? I thought it said, you know, check that you have, uh, that your registration has been accepted. So I did go in and check that I was definitely... I mean, I've been getting ballots in the mail because we do that here in Washington State, but just to see what that looked like. So that was a very good exercise as well. Excellent. Well, you know, you happen to live in probably the greatest state in the country for voting laws and voting procedures. Um, it couldn't make it easier than Washington State because they send everybody the ballot. Most people vote by mail. There's no postage to pay. Uh, you have um, what's called automatic photo registration when you go to the motor vehicle department or another state agency. You have same-day registration if you forgot and it's now election day. You could go down and do it in person. So you have almost all the rules I would love to see Congress and that and the rest of the country. So Washington State happens to be just terrific in this department. Unfortunately, uh, there's, there's, there's only... Uh, I think it's five states in the country that uh, follow you. So that means the vast majority of the country has a myriad of rules and different rules, and there's nothing centralized. And there's a, I think there's a mystery sometimes for people, not just people who haven't voted before, like young people, but people who vote sporadically or they hear there's changes. And there's a kind of mystery, and I think human nature sometimes makes people almost embarrassed to ask questions because you know, people don't like to admit they don't know something. I come from the school of loving questions, and this series, you're in the privacy of your home, you're watching these short episodes, it not only answers almost all of your questions, but it gives you a number of nonpartisan websites and hotlines to call or to, to refer to, so you can get answers to all your questions. And there is no such thing as a bad question when it comes to voting. They're all good questions. Yes. Better to get all of that ironed out so that we really feel empowered to move forward and be sure to cast our ballots. Yes, absolutely. Because I, I go back um, to, uh, to Dr. King, and he said voting is the foundation stone for political action because it's the right from which all other rights are exercised. Because if we don't vote, we don't have a democracy. We, we don't have rights. It's the starting point for whatever it is that's important to us in policy, whether it's climate change or schools and uh, economics. It doesn't matter what the issue is uh, that's important to you. If you don't vote, you don't have a say in it. And actually, I quote in one of the episodes, from a gentleman, the late Vernon Damer Sr. And he may not be well known, but during the civil rights era, he was a great voting activist in Mississippi. And unfortunately, he was murdered by the KKK for his voting rights advocacy. And on his epitaph reads something that he said all the time, which is, if you don't vote, you don't count. And I think we should all live by that. 
and recognized how impassioned he was that he, he sacrificed his life. His life was literally. taken. Yes, literally. Literally. And, and I think what one of the things that uh, really inspired me to do this was that I, I do, you know, a lot of uh, pro bono voting rights work and um, on election days, and I've written a book on it. And one of the things I, I say is, gee, I go to these polling places on election day, I'm an attorney, and I'm, I'm being asked lots of questions, I'm trying to fix things, or I'm going to court on election day trying to fix things. And I'm always saying, boy, if only these people knew the information a month ago or two months ago, I wouldn't be in this position. And, and I say in the episodes, please don't be that person who has that registration problem when you go to vote and you need my help, because as much as I want to help you, sometimes I can't. It may be too late. So this is what I'm trying to do is empower people to understand that an educated voter means real power because if you're educated, you're going to be able to vote. And I don't mean you have to sit in a college course or a graduate course. This is for everyone, for 16-year-olds, like I said, up to 116-year-olds. Uh, it is, it's, it's simple. It lays out the how-tos. I try to give some inspiring words to people. And I think for me, the greatest gratification just came yesterday, as a matter of fact. Your timing is great because I had a former client uh, call me, and um, when I'm not doing the pro bono work, I'm a New York City trial attorney, and I do personal injury, medical malpractice, and civil rights cases on behalf of the injured. And this former client from decades ago, she called me because I sent out the votingforbeginners.com to all my former clients and clients, and she told me that she sat down with her four grandchildren. And over a two-day period, so it wouldn't be too long, they went over these three to six minutes uh, episodes, ten of them, and she went through it with them, and they watched it, and she said, you'd be so proud because at the end, within a few weeks, three out of the four registered for the first time, and the fourth one is too young, and she says, I really want to vote, and she explained to her, as soon as you're 18, we promise you. So that was so gratifying to me. Absolutely. I can really appreciate why that would be the case. And it reminds me, we need to very specifically mention the website, because you mentioned it in telling that story, but let's mention it now specifically. Great. It's, it's votingforbeginners.com, votingforbeginners.com, and I, all the episodes are on that, and I also have some uh, some nonpartisan voter protection websites that I link to, so this is all completely nonpartisan, and one of the reasons I wanted to ensure that was because my goal is to have this website used in schools, in workplaces, in organizations, in a completely nonpartisan. I don't care who you vote for. I care that you vote. And I think we have a missing link here in America in terms of educating people, especially at, at school-age uh, children, because we don't talk about it. You mentioned, oh, voting, and then we forget it, and we don't really go into specifics. And I say, hey, let's have these children learn 
because in many, in a number of states, at the 16 and 17, you can even pre-register, and other states it's obviously 18. And I saw during uh, July that there were 150 corporations, including um, Amazon and, and Target and Microsoft, and they wrote a letter to Congress that they all signed. And it was about enacting the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act and how important voting was and, and fairness in voting was. And I say, that's great, but how about a little action? How about in those corporations and in other workplaces, you provide your employees and the, the, all the people in the organization with votingforbeginners.com, get them educated. Give them uh, the day off or at least a half a day off to vote if it's an in-person voting. Do something about it. It's really simple, and we'll all be a better country for it. Exactly. And so, I yes, what do we do to make sure that that keeps moving forward and in asking these, particularly these large employers, to do such a thing is to provide that education. And in states, Washington, of course, it, it, as you mentioned, you know, we have the opportunity to do this uh, by mail voting, and we can do it really early on our own time, which is really a great way to do it. But it, in states, the majority don't have that. So having the time off, uh, other countries do it. Why would we not offer at least, you know, some hours of a day, if not a whole day off, and have a voting day? Okay, the real simple answer is, right now, we have a very uh, divided Senate because there's the Freedom to Vote Act that's passed by the House and is sitting there uh, going to be filibustered soon by the Senate. And it has things like Election Day becomes a public holiday. Every state get same-day registration, uh, 30-minute maximum wait time if you're in line, uniform rules on ID, protections for poll workers. I mean, all the things that actually, you know, you have, you don't have many in-person voting, but you, you, of course you have it, um, but all of just the common sense kinds of things that any democracy would have. And because of the, the lack of political will right now in the Senate, we don't have it. And it's a big problem. And it's one of the reasons um, I did this, because I looked at this. I mean, I, I and, and other voting rights uh, advocates have been advocating for these things for, for, for decades. And I see a Supreme Court that in the last two major decisions in 2013 and 2021 on voting rights was quite hostile. So I said, wait a second. So the politicians are failing, the courts are failing. As a lawyer, that breaks my heart, but it's reality right now. And I said, the only thing left are the people. I mean, when, uh, when Ben Franklin came out of the uh, Constitutional Convention and he was asked, what kind of government do we have? He turned to the person and asked, he says, a republic, if you can keep it. Well, right now, it's time for we the people to keep it. And the way to keep it is for us to get educated as voters, participated very high rates and and voting people that honor the right to vote and honor making voting like it is in Washington easy and simple and convenient because it shouldn't be hard. It's voting. It's, it's the very basis of, of, of how we live as a democracy. But unfortunately, as, as you asked, why isn't it? Well, 
it's uh, both that political will issue and you're right about employers. These are private corporations. You should be giving the people the day off or at least a number of hours to vote. There's, there's absolutely no reason why you should be doing that. Right. And until that happens, then we do it because we understand what is at stake, our very life, our future, and the future of our kids and their kids is at stake. Absolutely. One of the things I go into in, in one of the episodes is the, the, the power of your vote, because it doesn't matter what issues you're most concerned about. It could be educational issues or student loans or civil rights or, 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 or climate change or voting rights or reproductive rights, whatever it is that's most important to you, if you don't vote then you are never going to be a participant in change in, on those issues. Because I, I, I say I, I did a book called Voting the Ultimate Act of Resistance about my voting rights work in, in the field and in the courts. And the theme of the book is basically why is voting the ultimate act of resistance? Because it turns anger into action and ideas into laws. It's not enough to just say, I'd like things to change, and it is terrific to have protests, but then you have to go to the next level, and that's voting and making sure that the things that are important to you are enacted by lawmakers, because as a lawyer, I understand process, while to many people it may be boring, to me it's very exciting because process becomes policy. That's, that's just how it works in a democracy. And when I look at the statistics in the last election. So we were all excited because we had almost 67% uh, of eligible voters vote, which is great for America. I mean, it's the best in 120 years. Um, still means that a third of the eligible voters sat it out. But the saddest part to me was of 18 to 24 year olds, only 51.4% of eligible voters in that young voted and hate that's the highest for 18 to 24 year olds since the right to vote for 18 year olds has been in effect in 1971 so they set a new record yet it's only about half participating that's very oh, sad to me it is it's extremely sad because this is the younger generation that really needs to to be impassioned and and hold this for us going forward. Yeah, you, you know, Kate, I was uh, I was so impressed when I was telling that story with my former client yesterday. One of the things she said was, when the when the kids, I guess they're late teens, early twenties, and then the younger one, when they started, and she said, "I'm going to make you watch this with me," and they said, "Oh, voting? What's voting about? I mean, I don't even know about." You. She says, "That's right. That's why we're going to watch this." And she said by the second and third episode, they were enthralled. They, they started learning things, and the younger one said, I don't understand why they try to make voting hard for you. And she said, aha, now you're learning. Some, some states are trying to make it hard, but we're not going to let that happen to you. You're going you're to be educated. And that's the whole point. We, we have to fight back within the rules of a civil society, and that to me is education. Voter education, I think, is the cure. I think it's overlooked. I think that schools overlook it, corporations overlook it. As a society, we overlook it. But I think the moment you get people engaged 
and they understand, number one, it's not that complicated, and number two, that it's extremely important, they start to understand, hey, why aren't I participating in this? Because, you know, we look at presidential, congressional, Senate elections. How about you have a, you have a, a big mayoral election in Seattle right now coming up on Election Day? Very important. Local elections are extremely important because a lot of the issues that affect you every day are uh, by laws that are enacted in, in your locality. And if you don't participate and vote for the right people, then you are seeding your voice. And you don't have one because someone's going to be making decisions for you. You don't even agree with them, but you didn't vote against them. So what, what, what are you left with? You're left with uh, wringing your hands out? No, you, you have to participate. That's the message I want to get to people. It does make a difference, and anyone that was uh, alive and paying attention in the year 2000 knows that the presidency was decided by 537 votes in Florida. So every vote counts. I will, I will say that for forever and ever. It counts every single one. Yes. Yes, indeed. Now, a question. Uh, okay, we're voting. And we we make our choices, but what about in with something a, a referendum or some something that is being voted upon? It's in the pamphlet. We read it. I read it, and I I just can't really grapple with what it's all about and whether I should should support this, not support this. So, what is it best to do in that kind of a situation? Sure. So in a place like California, they have these very long interpretive statements uh, in these booklets they, they, they send you in California that give uh, both sides uh, views of the issue, not in legalese, in, in, uh, in lay language. Um, uh, here in the East, not so great. They, uh, <laughs> they give some interpretive statements that I, as a lawyer, just shake my head and say, how can you expect a voter to know what? you're talking about on this issue. So what I tell people is that's why early, 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 because if you get the ballot early, then you have a chance. We live in a wonderful age where uh, technology, uh, Mr. Google can, can get you to websites that are pro and con on these issues that explain it. And you can, you can get self-educated, but it does take time. You're absolutely right. If you were just standing in the voting booth for the first time, looking at that question, you'd say, why I, is it good or is it bad? I don't really understand. So that's why early is everything. Early is everything. And that's why being able to uh, mail in a ballot is, is so perfect because you can then take your time and read up. And as you say, Mr. Google uh, may have those uh, more insights for us. So uh, another reason to go back to your mantra, vote and then vote early. Right. Register early, vote early. And, you know, I wish every state were Washington State because you're right. When you automatically, your state automatically mails every eligible voter. Their, their ballots. If you want to go in person, you can go, but very few people do that because it's so convenient the other way, and you don't even have to pay the postage in Washington State, and it gives you the opportunity to sit down and to research and to understand the ballot and to do it at your convenience, but most of all, 
you have time to educate yourself or speak to other people about it, whoever your trusted sources are. And, and you have the opportunity. One of the things I talk about in the series is, look, you need to go to reliable news organizations, whether it's online, in print, or whatever you prefer. But we have to stop this social media news. This is, this is well-tested now. That is not how you should be getting your news. You should be going to verified news organizations, and you can compare them, and, and hopefully they're probably fairly close in content because these are not opinions. These are just the reporting of the news, and you can get real information because it's not enough to vote. You want to make an educated vote like you were just talking about. I think that's a, that's a great point you make. And, and I also, by episode nine, I, I, I tell the, uh, the viewer, you've now gone from a non-voter to a candidate in nine episodes because I talk about you becoming a candidate. Why don't you run for some local office? You, you're smart. You know what the people in your community need. You know what your needs are. Uh, if you're eligible, hey, participate like that. Uh, I mean, you could volunteer for organizations, but hey, why, why can't you be a candidate? You're certainly as good as anybody else as long as you're informed and you know the needs of your own community. And if that doesn't feel quite comfortable, maybe getting in there and uh, working on a campaign to get a better inside look as to how the process works. Now you've gone to episode eight, <laughs> which is about uh, what can you be to be a good citizen. And that's why I talk about simply you can volunteer for a campaign, but you can also volunteer for an organization about an issue of yours, whether it's civil rights, women's reproductive rights, climate change, local water issues, uh, education, get involved. Be a joiner. It's what one of the things that has made America such a special nation. We're a nation of joiners. And democracy is not a spectator sport. It's a participant sport. So we need to all participate on whatever level. Like you said, if you're not comfortable running for office, that's fine. That's an extreme I give. But volunteering, we can all do something uh, to volunteer. And that might even mean just uh, you know, marching in a peaceful demonstration. That's volunteering because you're, you're, you're voicing your opinion. It's, it only works, democracy, when we all participate and we all have an exchange of ideas and we listen to each other. And then the voters make a decision. But we don't want 50% of the voters making a decision. We want as close to 100% as we can ever get. Oh, That's yes. what makes a, a democracy strong. Yes. And to realize that it, it is fragile, as Benjamin Franklin said, it really was mm -hmm. up to us if if we were going to have it and and have it into the future. And, you know, here we are at 200 and some years. So good, but we can really feel, I think, how that footing is a little bit tenuous at times. Yes. And I would say we live in a time objectively, this is not a partisan statement because I've heard people from, from both parties as well as independents say the same thing. This is a fragile moment in our democracy. We better get this right. We better do what's right because democracy is only good as, as the people behind it. And that's us. That's we, the people. And I, one of my heroes who I write quote actually in the last episode is Susan B. Anthony. And I'm sure all your, your listeners know she's a 19th century legend. Who's uh, 
who's, who's acting vision secured women's uh, right to vote in 1920. She unfortunately was, was, was not alive to see it happen. But she has an incredible quote, and she said, someone struggled for your right to vote. Use it. And I think that's a timeless quote, and I think everybody needs to remember that. We do. That is just perfect to wrap up our whole conversation, except for the fact that I would love to have you mention your website again and encourage everyone to watch, listen, and then act on it. Yes, votingforbeginners.com, votingforbeginners.com. They're just three to six minute bites, 10 episodes, and I guarantee you, you'll enjoy them, you'll learn from them, and maybe you'll get a few voters registered. Which would be great. Well, Richard Bell, it's great that we've had this opportunity to speak with you, and I'm, I'm just so indebted to you. I think we all are, whether we realize it or not, uh, to provide us with this education, this insight, because you are so committed and so impassioned about our freedom in this country, our freedom to vote. Well, thank you, Kate, and thank you for choosing to be an American citizen. That's the, that's the most beautiful act in a democracy. Thank you for that. <laughs> you are welcome.